0: Ya me canso de llorar y no amanece. You're not crying, and you do have hope. Mrs. Saucedo sighed, Please, this isn't a telenovela. Like I've told you many times before, the drama does you no favors. It's a line from a song, not a comment on my psychological state. Well, I'm glad to hear you're still speaking Spanish. I think your grandma would be proud. Almost as a reflex on his hand squeezed the armrests of the chair. She kept her eyes focused anywhere but on Mrs. Saucedo's face and concentrated instead on her own breathing. She wanted to speak, but feared giving in to her tears, so she dipped her chin to her chest. What she wanted to tell Mrs. Saucedo was that the line had been from her grandma, her abuela's favorite song, and that she had memorized every word. She wanted to explain that if there had been music playing on the day of the incident, it would have been this very song, She imagined the voice of a banshee swooping in to replace the screaming. How a trumpet might have substituted for blasts. And how she wished the plucking of an acoustic guitar had kept her company in the aftermath of silence. A melancholy soundtrack for the newly alone. I don't speak it as much as I should, Anna said, instead tucking her hands between her knees, which wouldn't stop bouncing. You understand I have nowhere left to send you, yes? We talked about three strikes less than a year ago, and since then you've gone from the group home to another failed foster situation. This is it. No more homes, no more chances, Mrs. Saucedo said. It might help to talk about what happened that night, talk about your abuela, and talk about what we can do to get you to where she'd want you to be. If it's all right with you, I'd rather talk about what's been going on the past few months. Mrs. Osedo had heard complaints about foster parents before. She anticipated an elaborate explanation, knowing Anna's flair for the dramatic. In her younger years, Anna's stories were wildly embellished, but had since boiled down to silent defiance after being removed from her third foster home. I spoke with Miss Fenton. I'm desperate to hear what she had to say. I think you know exactly what she said if you had any idea how we have been treated all summer, Anna, and how the rules were completely it's not your place to step in. But it wasn't right, and someone needed to do something because no one ever does. I understand the conditions were not the best, Mrs. Saucedo said, trying not to raise her voice. And for that, I apologize, but Miss Fenton is a long-time foster mother, and despite the strict household, it is not your job to tell her how to discipline the other children so I'm just supposed to sit there and let two little kids go without food for the second day in a row? I'm supposed to kick back while the so-called mother of the house eats the freezer and shelves clean just to prove a stupid point? It's ludicrous, capital L. I don't understand. She doesn't give any of us lunch or dinner, like zero food, anytime she feels we're doing something wrong, which is pretty much all the time. She got angry that I gave an ice cream sandwich to the kids to share, and I get that it was the last one in the freezer and everything, but it was all we had, and she took it out on them. It's not the first time it's happened either. Miss Fenton relayed to me that you are combative and inappropriate, and while I disagree wholeheartedly with her methods, I do not condone your response to them. Believe me, I can skip a ton of meals, but the kids... She takes their toys away and never lets them play, as if their lives weren't completely messed up already, as if we weren't starving enough. So, yeah, something needed to be done. Sorry, but not sorry. I was unaware this was going on, Mrs. Osedo said, taking a breath. I understand your point, but staging a death scene isn't funny, and you know it. Mrs. Osedo thought she detected a smile. Anna sometimes smiled when she was uncomfortable. Rarely when she was proud or defiant. It was a habit that often led to miscommunication. That's not what we were doing, Anna said, sitting up and looking at Mrs. Saucedo for the first time. Like I said, there was nothing in the cupboards and only ketchup in the fridge, so I told the kids to imagine they were eating hamburgers. I squirted ketchup in their mouths, and we pretended we were full so we couldn't get up from the floor. It was just a stupid game. Something I made up to take their minds off things. Mrs. Saucedo had a hard time believing that had been the extent of it. Haven't you been going to the recreation center for lunch? She asked, remembering Anna and her foster siblings were part of the summer food.